Hi there, I'm Bibi, the Feel Good Food Coach, and this is Feel Good with Food. You know how nowadays you kind of find so much information about what you should and should not eat, but nobody actually talks about how you go from what you eat right now to how you want to be eating? Like seriously, how do you change your habits? Well, that's what I will be talking about here on this podcast. So let's get started with this week's episode. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. This week, we are back in the realm of the very practical after a couple of weeks on the more theoretical aspect of things. One thing that I find super important when getting on a journey to food freedom is taking back control of what you eat. And I think a big part of that is by cooking the food you eat. Not all the time, of course, but really cooking what you eat, at least for me, gives me the sense of power and confidence in myself. That is really, 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 really important on your way to food freedom. So yeah, getting in the kitchen and cooking is a big part of the journey. But starting to cook as an adult and as a beginner can be quite daunting, I get that. So let's discuss that today. And more precisely, let's discuss what to cook as a beginner. I want to make things especially clear and easy today. So really, you need to remember three steps. First step is choose things that you are going to like. Step two, choose things that are relatively easy, things that you can actually cook. And step three, keep practicing. And that's really that simple. It, that's it. Okay, so let's dive into it a little bit deeper. Step one is to choose something that you are going to like. And like many times with my advice, it starts by knowing yourself and what really works for you. For real though, I feel like every week I either start by you need to know your why or you gotta go with what works for you. Anyway, back to the topic. So what are you going to, to do to find out what it is that you actually like to eat? Well, you're gonna take notes. If you start from scratch with literally no idea, take a notebook, paper or virtual on your phone and take a week or two, write down everything you eat and how you liked it. And after a week or two, usually you will see a pattern emerging, like I really like pasta or everything with cheese makes me happy. Can you tell I'm using myself as an example here? But anyway, even if you don't see a pattern, at least you have a list of things that you like to eat. And I say if you start from scratch, but I would actually encourage you to do this even if you think you know. Because the worst thing you could do to yourself is thinking you know and not checking the facts. So even if you think you know what you like, just do that little exercise and then compare the results to what you thought. I'm sure you'll find out some, some interesting things. Anyway, so that's the start of your list. What you ate the last two weeks or so that you liked. And now you're going to expand on that list. So you take that notebook, you take that list and you add on it. You add on it things that are similar or that fit the patterns, things that you know you like, but you just haven't eaten in the past two weeks. Right. So extend that list a little bit. All right. That should give you a good start. Now that you know what you like to eat, let's filter it a little bit. As you probably realize yourself, there are things on that list that may be a little bit out of your league in terms of cooking, right? And that's okay. 
you're a beginner, it's not realistic to expect you would cook like a pro who trained professionally for this for 15 years, right? Or even for someone who's been cake cooking since they were a kid. So that's fine. Let's take that list again. And let's look at it through the lens of difficulty, but not perceived difficulty. I'm not talking about you sitting down with a list and figuring it out on your own how hard it is to do. Because if you do that, depending on whether it's a good day for you or a bad day for you, you may find everything super easy or super hard. So basically, it would not be reliable. I mean, I don't know about you, but I most certainly have bad days when basically everything just seems too hard. And if I look at that list on that day, I will most probably write that everything is out of my lead and that there is nothing that I can do. And we do not want that. So let's get the help of our trusting friend, the internet. Look up recipes for those dishes that you love to eat. Let me be a bit more precise here. Look for easy recipes for those dishes that you love to eat. The key word here being easy. So, for example, you know you like a good chicken tikka masala, because who doesn't? Instead of just typing chicken tikka masala recipe, just type chicken tikka masala easy recipe and you will find a ton a ton a ton of easy recipes they will not necessarily be the most authentic one but that's not what we're going for here right now we're looking for easy recipes that you can do yourself at home right good so now once you have a few of those recipes i would say four or five recipes choose one or two to try ideally the one you prefer would be the easiest but if it's not the case, I would still say choose the easiest one. Why? Because with this, considering the, the list we started from, it's still something that you really like to eat. And it's the easiest one. And the idea here is to choose something that you will actually be able to successfully execute to boost your confidence and get you to do it again. What we do not want to do is to get the courage to try something we haven't done before or something we have failed at before just to fail and discourage yourself. What we want to do is to try something successfully and be motivated to do it again. So yes, be please be careful when you choose and choose the easiest recipe. A couple more things uh, to consider on choosing a recipe. Read the recipe from top to bottom, beginning to end, before deciding if you want to do it. Make sure all the ingredients are easy to find. Make sure you have all the equipment that it calls for and check how long it takes to prep and to cook. Very important that you look at those four things. So you read it end to end, make sure you understand everything that it calls for. Make sure you have all the ingredients that they're easy to find and make sure you have all the equipment that you need and check how long it takes to prep and to cook. All those things could literally throw you off if you haven't checked it. So for example, and something that looks super easy, that, that's easy, right? Except it calls from that very, very, very specific ingredient that is not easy to find, that you literally cannot find in your local supermarket where you usually go get your food. And it's the one thing that actually gives it the right twist that you want. Or it's a recipe that is super easy, but it calls for an air fryer that you don't have. And that's not a good start. All right, so that was step two. Choose something that you will be actually able 
to successfully cook. Now, step three is repeat. But obviously, because it's me, it has a twist. So first, the no twist version. You want to do this recipe over and over again to master it. Why? Because when doing this recipe, it will almost be a second nature to you and it will be one that will be able to rely on on days when you just can't be bothered to do anything. And also because as you practice, you will find out ways to tweak it to make it even more better for you. Now the version with a twist is you repeat the whole process, but with another recipe. And that will make you build a repertoire of trusted recipes that you can always rely on. I promise you, this is what every seasoned cook does, I swear, whether they're a pro cook, whether they're a home cook, this is what they do. They pick a couple of recipes, they choose a number of recipes, and then they repeat, 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 practice, 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 tweak, 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 until it becomes second nature, until you, it's something you can do with your eyes closed. I personally have my own repertoire of, I would say, maybe 10 to 15 uh, recipes that I can always easily do. I don't even need to look at a recipe anymore. That's where, that's what you want to have. That's where you want to go. And as time goes, your repertoire will widen, but you want to start with just one or two things. Master those and then build on it. Last tip before I let you go. Keep the recipes you tried and loved in a notebook, again, paper or virtual, with your notes. First of all, why do you want to keep them? Well, so that you don't have to remember them. And so that when you wonder what you could eat, instead of turning to your memory, which, to be honest, I don't really trust mine when I'm hungry, you turn to the notebook instead, which you can trust. And why notes? Because your notes will actually make the difference between, ooh, yeah, that's just exactly right, to, mm, yeah, that's okay. It's your notes when you write, actually, um, maybe a bit less cinnamon, or maybe I add chilies, or maybe a bit less cheese, whatever, ever. Wanted less cheese, that's not true. Maybe a bit more cheese. So, yeah, you want to keep them, all the recipes, in a notebook, easy to find, paper or virtual, with your notes. All right, that's it for this week. But before I go, I'm just asking you this week to try one recipe. Go ahead and try one easy recipe. I will promise you it'll make you feel like a million bucks. All right, that's it for now. Talk to you soon. All right, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, share it with a friend and follow, subscribe and review the podcast wherever you listen. You can also follow me on Instagram at BB in the City, link in description. Talk to you soon.